Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey, Ben. Welcome back to AB Conversations. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. You said the name in the last one. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what this is called. Yeah, right? See if so, you're way out of it. Yeah. I'm not a loyal listener, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't get like there's no there's no headphones here where we like get the, the pump you up music like our, oh, our right. music. Like we don't hear yeah. that. So, yeah, maybe we should. Yeah. Do a little dance. whistling. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So today's topic is an interesting one. Um, and it's one that I, I don't know that we get too frequently, but it is in line with kind of that retirement decision. And, and so the topic specifically for today is, can I afford to retire at the same time as my spouse? Or I guess maybe more specifically, what considerations go yeah. into that decision on the timing of retirement? And is that something I should do at the exact same time as my, as my spouse? Yeah, and I think... I don't, I don't have a statistic on this. I think we can only speak for our, our experience, right? Because we yeah. do work with a lot of retirees and, you yeah. know, often, oftentimes we are put in that position where we are to give the answer to these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is most people don't retire together. Um, and yeah. I, I know that that may be, you know, different circumstances, whether that's age-based or um, it was health-based. It's somebody really likes their job and somebody doesn't. Yeah. Right? So I, I guess we would probably default in this conversation to talking through either why that's good, right? Not right, having right. too much risk around two people <laughs> stopping paychecks at the same time, or yeah. at that point, what are the risks if you do really want to retire together, right? There are benefits to doing this together. You really like to spend time together. You keep each other busy, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's that part of it. But yeah, I, definitely. I guess let's go through it under the context that you gave. What what would be the considerations or in our world, what would be the risks to mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. retiring at the same time? And I'm not talking like, oh, we're just going to be at each other's throats all day. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking, fi- we're talking financial risks. Yeah. To ripping that bandaid and, you know, circling one date on the calendar, essentially. Right. So, so yeah, it was interesting what you said there. And I'm glad, glad you shared it because it, in, in preparing for this conversation, it was eye-opening to me to really think back to the last handful of clients that have retired and none of them retired together. Yeah. And I, like, I think, I think people approach retirement uh, when they are further out of like, that is kind of the, the goal. Well, we're we're going to retire together. We're going to travel. We're going to spend time. And then when the time actually comes, again, this is just our anecdotal evidence here that has not been very common um, in no, practice. Not at all. For, for a multitude of reasons. But it is, it is interesting how this goes back to, we've talked about the, the retirement book or the book that we, we share with a lot of clients that is, you know, how, what will I do all day? And it right. really is a, is a transition into retirement for many people and not just that hard deadline, that hard stop, 
this is yeah. what this is the day that we're going to retire together and now now we'll figure it out it, it really is a process to go through so yeah, going so all the way back oh go ahead let, let me just hammer home that point and then we will get into the financial side that yeah. that probably in fairness is the reason why there may be a staggered moves into retirement i i yeah. we will we will talk about age age is absolutely a factor here because it's going to be no surprise to the listeners we're going to talk about <laughs> social security we're going to talk about medicare these are age-driven yeah. things yeah but i think everyone does find themselves kind of like in this am i mentally am i emotionally am i psychologically ready to make that transition and to have two people like completely on the same journey you know to getting to that point it's yeah it's it's just probably not realistic right right yeah so i think then hard pivot to those questions. Number one, and I, I said it earlier, it's can we afford to retire at the exact same time? And, and like everything that we're gonna talk about that, that potentially is age dependent, right? So in a scenario where someone wants to retire early with their spouse, and by early, I'm saying- De before, Yeah, define early. Yeah, before age 59 and a half, when you would have access to retirement accounts, you're before you're eligible for Social Security, clearly before you're eligible for Medicare at age 65. The afford question really to us just comes down to where have you saved? What access to your savings do you have? What are your expenses? What's the income gap? What are your, your, your guaranteed income sources? All of those things factor into, okay, what do you actually need to pull from your savings in order to quote unquote, afford to retire at any given point in time. And I mean, that's, that's financial planning in a nutshell for us, really trying right. to answer that, answer those questions on what's the gap I need to fill. Can I afford to fill that with my current savings, no matter what that age is. And I say early because early retirement, again, before 59 and a half, when you can access retirement accounts, there is way more uh, variability built into where you can access money without penalty, without taxes to be able to yeah. fill, fill whatever that gap is. Yeah. And let's also think about it. The affordability is also trying to look really long-term people are living longer than the generation before them. And if yeah. you are now trying to replace two paychecks earlier right. in that process, there is a strong possibility that you're not going to pass certain stress tests. So I know we've been in conversations where, you know, God love our clients. We, we absolutely love that they're very transparent with us, where I can remember somebody specifically saying, if he's retired and I'm not, like, I'm going to be angry with him. Like, <laughs> right. I, that's not, I'm not going to be okay with that. Um, <laughs> right. It, it does come back to our job is to recreate paychecks. And if we're going to stress things out by trying to retire at the same time, um, then we want to give you that feedback. So yeah, yeah. The, the affordability of retirement is kind of broad and I'm glad you hit mm -hmm. on some, you know, subcomponents of that. Um, but I, I do have that kind of just in this camp of age. And if yeah. we don't have access to things or I'm going to force social security a little bit earlier to try to right. make this work, it yeah. is to understand those trade-offs and staggering into retirement so that all those paychecks aren't had to be replaced all at once. Yeah. It makes it a little easier for us to do our job. Yeah, and so so not only that, but also what you said there too of of the, that specific scenario of a client saying, "I would I would be," and I'll I'll use the word because it it sticks in my head. I would be bitter if he was yeah. able to retire and I could not at the same time. So if if you're a and listener, that, hi. 
<laughs> that had everything to do with age, right? Yes. It's not, it's not as common for us to see husband, wife, same age. Yes. But so I'll use the opposite example of that. We've also heard, I, I, <laughs> I do not want to retire at the same time because I can't imagine spending all day at home with, with this other person. So if he wants to retire, great. I'm going to continue to work until I am ready to retire and until I have the clear plan on what I want to do. So yeah, I think that, that, that can go either, either direction. The other risk, I, I, I know I hinted at this when I was giving my little opening, um, one of the biggest retirement factors for us is accessibility to healthcare, right? And I yes. think this may be another reason that people just default to staggering, especially if there's an age discrepancy that yeah, how many times right. do we hear, well, why are you still working even if you could retire? Well, I'm, I'm working for the healthcare or right. he's already retired because he's a little bit older, but not healthcare yeah. yet. I, I don't want to have to pay those premiums. So I'll keep working just to keep the coverage for the family. Yeah. And, and that's where you can start to get into some interesting strategies to try to, to bridge that healthcare gap. I mean, we, we know that there is, if, if you're having to go out and get private insurance through, through an exchange, I mean, Pennsylvania has their own healthcare exchange. There, there are ways, depending on where you've saved, how much you're pulling from investments, right? How much taxable income you show in any given year that you could essentially look poor in the eyes of the IRS mm -hmm. and, and qualify for uh, the healthcare tax credits to help yeah. make that way more affordable than just having to go out on your own and, and purchase insurance. So not that but, that's necessarily something you wanna lead with, but it, it can change that decision. Right, and I was gonna say, I shouldn't have said but. Yes, and uh, there, is, there is that side of it though, where um, if one person is still working, mm -hmm. um, even, even if it's in a, even if it's in a part, I wanna create the scenario here, you're working part-time, right? You're bridging into retirement, but you also have to go make healthcare. You have yeah. to go get healthcare. Depending yeah. on where you're pulling from, that you may not be earning as much as you were, but you're still having to pull from places that are income taxable. Right. And, it may have been better to just keep working or it yeah. may be better to just fully retire. I, I think some of these things are so circumstantial based on age yeah. and where you're pulling money from, but yeah, I, I think we're, we're hitting at the key point here. The risk to retiring together, especially before 65 is now you have to go find healthcare. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest hurdles that we see for, for clients looking to retire before age 65 is really just the unknown of, what is healthcare going to cost? How big of a how big of a change is that from what I'm used to, from you know my existing health coverage or, or the coverage I had while I was still working? Right, changes in deductibles, the changes in the coverage, all of just kind of those unknowns from a cost perspective um, can can be a, a not not just a, a financial hurdle, but it can be a the mental hurdle as well of just yeah you know what it's easier for me just to continue to work with, you know, it's, it's the devil I know versus the one that I don't. Uh, and I, and certainly we've, we've seen that with certain clients that just probably worked longer than they needed to just because it was that additional added peace of mind that if I can get to this 65 timeline, I know I'm going to be okay. Yeah. So I, I feel like we, we did a pretty good job hitting the affordability side, the, we'll call it the psychological what will I do all day? Am I really ready for it? Um, yeah. 
I don't know if you had more notes on social security. I think that often people will lead the retirement. I can, I can afford to retire when I know I'm going to collect social security and that's making mm -hmm. up for one of those paychecks. Right. But we often get the question around, well, when should I elect it? And <laughs> to me, some of that comes back to what's the situation here? Do we have one earner and somebody may have been working inside the home, right? Where mm -hmm. I wasn't out there mm -hmm. earning, I'm relying on a spousal benefit. I think yeah. you can quickly get into the that those dominoes in social security if we're talking about retiring at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And so when it comes to uh, kind of analyzing that social security decision, the timing, especially now if you're looking at it over two lives and not just, you know, through the lens one. of, yeah, the, I'll put my blinders on. If I'm just making a decision on, on mine, right. It's very easy to run the calculation on, well, if I started collecting it at 62 versus if I started collecting it at 67, you can quickly run, run some math on what that break even age is. Right. And oftentimes it's what we see that difference between collecting it early and full retirement age, 66, 67. Now for most people, is that late 70s range. If, if you live beyond 78, 79, then it probably pays to delay your social security till later. But that's not always true. And I know we've talked about this in other podcasts. If that, if by delaying, you would be pulling, um, you know, it, savings, pulling from your savings, pulling from investments that are within a retirement account, and now you're paying income taxes, well, then that kind of is a, a potential one-to-one -one trade-off Right. Instead, yeah, where, where you can really make the argument that maybe it makes sense to take Social Security earlier, allow your investments to continue to accumulate and grow to be able to sustain you later in life. That's your inflation protection, because that's one of yeah. the keys to Social Security. Even though we had a huge bump for 2022, right, based off of the CPI numbers, the inflation numbers, there was an increase in Social Security benefit over time usually those benefits do not keep up with kind of the standard inflation. And that's just one of those other risks to keep in mind. Once you elect social security, that's pretty yeah. much an, an irrevocable decision. You do have some opportunities to make adjustments, but more often than not, that's not something that you would necessarily want to do. Yeah. So I'm thinking of the scenario, um, you know, going back to this, this main question, can we afford to retire together? Yeah. I'm thinking of the scenario where the primary earner, you know, put in their time, maybe it was one of those stressful jobs, and maybe they were compensated more for that. So they mm -hmm. want to retire a little bit earlier. But the yeah. other spouse, maybe it was, uh, if it was kids, um, again, whatever the scenario was where the earning history isn't as great, but now they are working or maybe a little bit part time, where retiring early primary earner and taking Social Security early is going to hurt the spouse and what they're going to be able to get because the spousal benefit is going to be dependent on what the spouse is getting as social security. So <laughs> I feel like I need a flow chart here, but I think you, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting the gist that this is like another consideration to, are we retiring together? Are we staggering? How are we going to elect social security? And certainly the risk to taking social security too early. It's, it's big. Yeah. And, and not, not, I think people understand that between Social Security and Medicare, getting to that age in life, you know, there there are some really confusing government programs that mm -hmm. it's it's it, it feels daunting to try to navigate. And even now with Social Security, they they've closed a lot of the the loopholes, you know, where you did have flexibility of of strategies 
you know, where you could elect for one spouse, delay your own benefit. So that grew yeah. and then you could switch that later. Most of those have essentially been closed off. The IRS got wise and, and decided they want to, uh, to address those for better or for worse. Um, but there are still options, right? So in your scenario where you, you do have, um, you know, again, potentially the, the spouse that, that was at home with the kids for the majority of the time, maybe doesn't have their own earnings history, or at least it's not a substantial earnings history that builds their own benefit. Getting that timing correct to maximize the spousal benefit and then also maximize that the, the, the primary earners social security benefit does matter because statistically, sure. statistically, right? If, if the male was the main earner and has a higher social security benefit, it may behoove that couple to try to delay that benefit as long as possible because the higher his benefit, if again, using this example, try not to be sexist, but in this example where the male was the main earner, statistically males die a few years sooner than females do. Yeah. So to have, have that benefit be as high as possible whilst before you start social security, it also means the survivor benefit is going to be a little bit higher too. So it's, it's hard to try to want to make those what feel like very irrevocable, permanent, long range decisions when you're in your mid sixties, but there are many details that we at least yeah. just want to be thoughtful about um, before you make that big decision. So if we're kind of listing these risks uh, as things people should consider before retiring together, mm -hmm. um, then kind of the moral of the story is, you know, one person retiring first to kind of like, even uh, even the the risks out a little bit. How do you yeah. how do you decide who retires first? Then, like, is this a <laughs> is this a thumb war? Are we arm wrestling? Is you know flip a coin? Are there Rock, considerations paper, there? I guess is you know on the financial side, is there is there something that's going to lead us to you know driving that conversation? Oof, I don't know. Is there? I don't know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> I guess, I guess maybe it does mm. come back to um, people are going to default to age. Um, yeah. Retirement readiness. I don't know. I, I wanted to throw yeah. it out there as a, as a reasonable question. So, so yeah, what, what popped into my head is, is more so a, a recent example that I'm thinking of, you know, the, the goal when they came in was to make sure that the spouse could retire, that, that the wife could retire like yesterday if possible. The husband still likes what he does, plans on continuing working, maybe not as grueling of a, of a schedule, right? Being able to have some flexibility and freedom of time was important. Um, but yeah, I think that is, that is an, an interesting question on just, man, it just, it feels like such a personal decision Right. And, and based on the situation, just the feelings on retirement, I, yeah, I, I just, I'm not sure. You know what? It has to be good enough to say that's one of Cut. those situations where it really, it really does depend. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So moral of the story, most people choose not to retire together, at least in our experience. Right. Um, but if they're looking to retire together, we'd want to go through without those lists of questions. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. Affordability was kind of number one. Yep. Certainly, we, we want to make sure that people are thoughtful about the emotional and psychological factors to retirement. Yes. Um, 
that you don't find yourself in a spot where you've retired, you don't have the consistency of income, but then you're also not feeling rewarding, you know, lifestyle. Yeah. Yep. Healthcare. Yep. So security. Avoid social security and trying to avoid big withdrawals early in retirement. Yes. So that, that's not one that we necessarily hit on specifically, but that, but that is the key, right? And in often, I shouldn't say, in a lot of the planning that we do, wanting, trying to thread that needle between having enough money that we feel like confidently it's going to last my lifetime, but not having too much left over, like I left something on the table, um, it's there, there's a, there's a, a fine line to walk there, but what we see the, the biggest risk to that longevity in retirement is those withdrawals early on. And then God forbid you compound that with a potentially volatile market where then it really does feel like, well, crap, maybe I shouldn't have retired just yet. Yeah. If you are planning to retire together, our margin of error on assumptions leading up to retirement yeah is way smaller. Like we we yes. want to build in a buffer of potential expenses that you haven't thought about. Um, yep. But ho hopefully it makes a lot of sense that if now it's no consistency of income coming in, yeah. Right? That first year or two of gee, we might have we might have been off the mark a little bit on what we want or what we needed. Oof, you know, there's there's no backstop by one person's income in that situation. Yeah, and that's so what it just brings up the the three bucket theory, right? Making sure if, if there is that much thinner margin of error over time, if you retire together right now, you're replacing two check, two paychecks, not just one to make sure that you do have a cash reserve that can withstand some market volatility um, to allow you to stay invested and to have it rebound um, and, and make sure that you can, you can reliably fill that income gap right. without having to, to sell into what could be a, an inopportune market. You got it. All right. Hopefully this is helpful. I know sometimes like you get into these, the weeds on certain spe specific situations <laughs> or, you know, all the dominoes. I know yeah. we say it a lot. Like the answers to these questions sometimes is, well, it really just depends. I think it, it's what makes our job fun, right? That no two oh, situations yeah. are the same. And here we are trying yeah. to lump things together, but um, it's a good question. It's a common question. It's something we deal with on a regular basis. Um, and hopefully those are some thinking points for people that are getting close. Yeah. Yeah. If you have those questions and you want our perspective, you want us to play mediator, we'll <laughs> gladly, we'll gladly do it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, as always. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being the A in the conversation today. Mm, I appreciate it. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.